0: Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded May 3rd, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we tackle investor sentiment, back in focus given the S&P 500's recent decline in volatility. The big things you need to know. First, the drawdown in place as of Friday's close is near the range of prior growth scare declines, But our growth scare framework points to possible downside in the S&P 500 to around 3850, even with no recession if Friday's low doesn't hold. Second, net bullishness on the AAII retail investor survey broke to a new post-financial crisis low last week, a contrarian buy signal for stocks on a 12-month forward basis. Third, positioning among asset managers in U.S. equity futures hasn't been quite as extreme in terms of its own retreat, which suggests to us that institutional investor sentiment still needs to catch down to retail investors. And fourth, other widely watched fear gauges, the VIX and equity put-call ratio, have moved up, which are also longer-term contrarian buy signals for stocks, but these don't look that extreme to us yet. Overall, we think the data continues to paint a picture of extreme fear and a contrarian opportunity for longer-term investors that's building even though there's some scope for further movement or more downside in the very near term on some of the gauges. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that if you found our work helpful this year, we'd appreciate your vote in the All-America Research Survey in the Portfolio Strategy category when voting opens in a few weeks. Now the details. Let's start with takeaway number one. The drawdown in place at Friday's close in the S&P 500 is near the range of prior growth stair declines, putting a bottom in the markets in play. But our growth scare framework also points to possible downside risk in the S&P 500 to 3850, even with no recession if the Friday low doesn't hold. Although the S&P 500 fell below its March 8th closing low on Friday, daily trading in the index still resembles most of the post-financial crisis growth scares that we've previously highlighted as being useful reference points for how low U.S. equities could trade in 2022. Those prior episodes, the 2010 European debt crisis, the 2011 U.S. debt downgrade, the 2015-2016 earnings industrial recession, and the late 2018 China trade war, or QT, sell-off, saw declines ranging from 14 to 20%, with an average drop of 17.7%. As of Friday's close, the S&P was 13.9% below its January peak, putting it close to the range of a typical growth scare decline. If a median growth scare drawdown of 17.7% does occur, the S&P 500 would fall to 39.50 this time around, while a late 2018 type drawdown of 19.8% would take the index to 38.50. We see those as the potential downside levels to watch in the near term if Friday's lows doesn't hold, even if recession is still avoided. Note that if we are wrong in our assumption that a recession will be avoided, there is much more downside risk to stocks, as recession drawdowns since the 1920s for the S&P have averaged about 32% versus their pre-recession peaks. Moving on to takeaway number two, net bullishness on the AAII retail investor survey broke to a new post-financial crisis low last week, a contrary advice signal for stocks on a 12-month forward basis. As April came to an end, bulls in the weekly AAII retail investor survey stood at just over 16%, while bears had risen to more than 59%. Net bullishness, meanwhile, had fallen to minus 43, the lowest level seen since March 2009 when this indicator hit minus 51. As we've discussed on the podcast before, when net bullishness has been below the minus 10% threshold on the four-week average, that's tended to send a strong contrarian buy signal for the U.S. equity market since late 2022. Below the minus 10% threshold on the four-week average, 12-month forward gains in the index have averaged about 15.5% since 1987. We think this deep level of bearishness is one of the reasons why equities rallied back on Monday, and the best reason for thinking any further downside will be limited for here. Takeaway number three, positioning among asset managers in U.S. equity futures hasn't been quite as extreme in terms of its own retreat, which suggests to us that institutional investor sentiment still needs to catch down to retail investors. While retail investor bearishness on equities has been extreme in early 2022, that simply hasn't been the case for institutional investors. And it may simply be that in order for the U.S. equity market to really find its bottom, institutional investor sentiment needs to catch down to retail. We monitor institutional investor sentiment by keeping a close eye on the weekly CFTC data on asset manager positioning and U.S. equity futures. This indicator attempted to put in a bottom in NASDAQ contracts in March after hitting levels that had marked important lows or turning points in the past. And that also happened with the Russell 2000. But these stats never quite return to the lows of the past for S&P 500 contracts or U.S. equity futures as a whole, pointing to a lack of capitulation among institutional investors more broadly on the broader market itself. In the latest update reported on Friday, capturing data as of last Tuesday, This indicator had begun to decline again for S&P 500 contracts and U.S. equity future contracts as a whole, but weren't quite back to the 2018-2020 lows on a notional basis, and we think that's going to be an important threshold to monitor in coming weeks, which might help us find a bottom. I'll wrap up with takeaway number four. Other widely watched fear gauges, the VIX and the equity put call ratio have moved up. Other longer term contrarian buy signals for stocks, but these don't look that extreme to us yet. We're also keeping a close eye on the VIX and equity put call ratio, which have been in the spotlight recently. Both have become elevated. The good news about the recent moves higher in these fear gauges is that like AAII net bullishness, they tend to be good contrarian signals for the stock market for longer term investors. Since the late 1990s, when the VIX has moved up above 25, the 12-month forward gain in the S&P 500 has been around 17% on a median basis. The stats on the equity put call ratio are a bit less robust but tell a similar story. The bad news about recent moves higher in these fear gauges is that unlike AAII net bullishness, they don't appear particularly extreme right now. While the VIX is starting to approach some of its post-financial crisis highs, the equity put call ratio has more room to travel before hitting its In this context, these two fear gauges may be more like the CFTC data on broader U.S. equity market and S&P 500 futures positioning, which have had more distance to travel before suggesting a bottom in the market is in, than the AAII survey, which suggests that sentiment should have already seen its lows. In conclusion, we think all of this data paints a picture of extreme fear and a contrarian opportunity for longer-term investors that's unfolding, even though there is scope for further movement, more downside in the very near term on some of them. We're sticking with our year-end 2022 target of 4860 on the S&P. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of equity analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.